0: To subscribe, just click Try Free at the top of the Death, Sex, and Money show page on Apple Podcasts, or visit slate.com slash dsmplus to get access wherever you listen. Thanks. Okay, we are all set to go rolling. Okay. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Anna. How are you going?
0: Thanks for starting your day by talking about your vasectomy with me. No worries. This is Death, Sex, and Money. I'm not afraid of death. The show from WNYC, about the things we think about a lot. We all have ways of coping. I use sex and awesomeness. And need to talk about more. Let's talk about the money. I'm Anna Sale.
1: Money! G'day, Dr. Snip. G'day.
0: This is Clint Gregan and his doctor, Nick Demiduke, who really goes by the name Dr. Snip.
1: I can still feel stuff down there. Does that mean I haven't had... uh... Had the injection
0: yet? No Clint Gregan is laying on his back, getting a vasectomy. Small little jab. Yeah, I feel it. And he recorded it on his iPhone, only filming, though, from the waist up.
1: So what's going on down there now? So we've grabbed your nuts and a pair of pliers.
0: Clint lives in Melbourne, Australia. He's a 40-year-old stay-at-home dad and a writer with a blog called Reservoir Dad.
1: G'day, I'm Reservoir Dad, an Aussie Dad blogger. In the past, I feared becoming one of the world's commonalities a 40 ish dad living in a suburban home with wife and kids, waking up, eating Doritos, falling asleep. My blog is a doorway into my brain case, and even though I'll admit to it being a strange and sometimes confronting place, I make a point of allowing everyone in.
0: He really does let everyone in, even into his outpatient medical procedures. Clint is bald and broad-shouldered. He clearly lifts weights and carries around a lot of kids.
1: I've got four boys, Archie, Lewis, Tyson and Mackie.
0: Now their oldest son is nine. The fourth, Mackie, is two and a half.
1: So they're young, young boys.
0: It was during the last pregnancy that Clint and his wife agreed that would be it.
1: Birth control always has seemed like a team decision to me, so it just seemed like it was my turn to have just a little bit of trauma inflicted upon me.
0: Still, it took a while for Clint to get comfortable with the idea. He recounted one conversation with his wife, Reservoir Mom, on his blog. He tried to get out of the vasectomy by offering other options.
1: I'm not sure I can go through with that anymore. I was thinking we could try something else, like the experimental male contraceptive pill, or the withdrawal method, or having more kids. Hmm, nah. Reservoir Mom says, patting her tummy. I think this will be our
0: last. This is typical. Men get a little nervous before a vasectomy. In the US, the most popular form of birth control is the pill, according to CDC numbers released last year. But right behind the pill in popularity is female sterilization, procedures like women getting their tubes tied. It's a more common form of contraception than condoms, even. The number of women who rely on their male partners getting a vasectomy is much less, even though urologists say vasectomies are simpler, faster, safer, and less expensive than sterilization surgeries on women. So when you know you're done, how do couples decide who's in charge of preventing pregnancy? To answer that question, I turned to the guy who posted his vasectomy on YouTube.
1: We wanted to get a vasectomy so that we could have frequent sex without worrying about having another baby Um, or, you know, condoms, have a good sex life, I guess.
0: Who first brought it up? Do you remember?
1: I'm not sure, to tell you the truth. I think it sort of just came up in general conversation. Then it was probably Tanya that kept bringing it up consistently after that. (laughs) So uh, eventually I did put it off. Like The two biggest things I worried about was, all the inspections that had to go on with my genitals in front of other people. And the second thing was actually having, you know, my genitals pierced by sharp objects. But um, it was probably about two years after we first brought it up before I actually got into gear and got the job done.
0: So they decided together. And then two years passed.
1: It's crazy, isn't it? The biggest thing was definitely just that queasiness I had. It's really wussbaggish.
0: And and your wife brings it up occasionally. Yeah. When would she bring it up?
1: Um, you know, I might be taking Tyson to an appointment at the doctor. She said, why don't you um, make a double appointment and get the uh, vasectomy thing rolling? Or Because um, we were living with our in-laws for a year while our house was being built. I often got uh, a few sort of sly comments from my mother-in-law as well. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of good comedy fodder. There is no way to avoid the truth. Despite the dozens of well-wishers who have emailed and Facebooked and tweeted recently to ensure me that the vasectomy is a very simple procedure that goes really quick and is not really painful at all, I am shit-scared.
0: At what point did the idea of no longer being able to father a child, when did that occur to you?
1: Um, That sort of would come in quite frequently, You know, there are certain things about having kids that make you think, I never want to have another kid. The down and dirty and the sleepless nights and the tantrums and you have moments where you just think, God, there's no way I can have another one. But then there are the other moments where you get that real um, affection and and that connection. With me, it was when Mackie started walking and all of a sudden I realised that was our last baby. You know, I was never going to not have the vasectomy but I did have those moments of sort of, I don't know, loss, I guess, or regret, a little bit of regret that it was all over. The way I got myself over was to ring up Dr Snip. (laughs) And so then it was booked in, you know, and so I had a date and I just had to suck it up and get used to it. I flicked through his website and noticed the slogan, No Scalpel Surgery. And my first thought is, that's great quickly followed by, well, he has to get into my scrotum somehow. I make a mental note to ask him about this in the interview. I hold to a slight sense of achievement. I have made contact with a vasectomy guy. It's one small step in the process. It's something. Reservoir mum will be pleased. What's
0: your tube there? With the no scalpel technique that Dr. Snip uses, instead of an incision, there's a small puncture with a special instrument that's just big enough to pull out the vas deferens tube to cut it. Cut in half at the moment.
1: And so now you're tying up the the cut ends?
0: Tying the top ends, No matter the style, the idea is to cut off the supply of sperm into semen in the testicle. With the help of his nurse Susan, Dr. Snip does two tubes on two sides with two snips. Oh,
1: shit, there's two sides? Two sides, yep, two tubes.
0: So after vasectomy, Mm -hmm. men can still come just without sperm.
1: Having worked on so many testicles in your time, has this changed the way you look at the human body a little bit? I mean, I was just thinking, isn't it weird? We're just a bunch of tubes that carry hormones and chemicals all over the place, and you just go in and cut a bit. You still see a human as a human? These are real testicles (laughs) that belong to a person? No, you're still a person. Oh, that's good.
0: While all this was happening to Clint, his two youngest boys were in the waiting room. Remember, Clint's a stay-at-home dad. He couldn't find a sitter so a receptionist named Jane looked after oh, them. Yeah. Poor Jane.
1: <laughs> I don't think she's ever done that before.
0: <laughs> no, she has. Has she? she good? Oh, that's yeah, good. She's a good babysitter. <laughs> what did you I'm tell your be... boys? Oh, the,
1: well, Tyson was only three and Mackie was what, one, so I didn't really need to explain too much to them. They got... Um, except for halfway through when uh, Mackie just wouldn't stop crying, so they brought him up while they were prepping me for surgery and actually put Mackie on my chest... To keep him calm for a little bit before the surgery started. So yeah, that was as close as I've got to um, knowing what a woman goes through on the birthing table because I was there completely naked having my genitals manipulated by doctors and I had a screaming baby on my (laughs) chest. (laughs) I kind of get it. (laughs) Not quite, but I kind of get it.
0: Not quite, yeah.
1: It's a vulnerable feeling.
0: From start to finish, Clint Gregan's vasectomy took about
1: I walked out back to the car myself, put the kids in, drove all the way home with my legs open a little bit, wider than they usually do when I drive. And when I got home, I was doing the housework and vacuuming and everything and hardly felt anything apart from a little bit of sensitivity where the puncture wound was for a a couple of weeks. So it was amazing, really.
0: Coming up, how a vasectomy was nothing compared to adjusting to life as a stay-at-home dad. We're still collecting your stories about love and money. Are you with someone who handles money totally differently than you do? Have you been with somebody that dealt with money in a way that eventually drove you apart? Tell us these stories. And I'm also interested in how your family backgrounds have driven your decision-making about money and how you've managed it or not. Like in Heidi Reinberg's case. My mother comes from the school that you don't talk about money. My big brother's the only one who's allowed to know how much money there is. Like, she will not talk about it. You do not talk about money. So if you don't talk about money in my family, you certainly don't talk about lack of money. You can write us with your stories at wnyc.org. You can also record yourself. If you've got a smartphone, just use the Voice Memo app. Record a few minutes and then email it directly to DeathSexMoney at WNYC.org. In the next episode, sex advice columnist Dan Savage shares what he and his husband fight about most. I own three pairs of shoes and Terry owns 50 pairs of shoes. But we fight, this is what we fight. We don't fight about sex. We don't, you know, he could have an affair. Uh, And that would not be a problem for me. But we will fight when I'm home for a week and every day that I'm home, uh, a UPS truck comes by with a package with shoes or clothes or records in it, which happens. And we have massive, huge arguments about that. Dan Savage talks to me about all the ways we avoid being honest about sex and how it's even harder to talk about money. This is Death, Sex and Money from WNYC. I'm Anna Sale. Clint Grgin's vasectomy was a little over a year ago.
1: It was really remarkable how easy it was. I'd, off the table, walking around um, like nothing had happened. Really.
0: How did it change your sex life with your wife?
1: Um, just she can just throw me onto a bench anytime she wants now, and not have to worry about it. But it's good fun. You, you know, if you take concern as much concern as you can out of it, and just go, you know, do whatever role play you want, <laughs> right to the very end. Freedom.
0: It's interesting you describe it as, as both kind of a, uh, a marker of the end of a, of a passage of your life that comes with ageing. Yeah. And then also this, like, opening up to new carefreeness that you never had before.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, the only other time you sort of get that uh, freedom in sex is when you're trying to have a baby. <laughs> but, you know, it's a completely different experience because there's also the excitement of making a baby, and it feels a little bit different because of that. So yeah, it it is it is like a new chapter and with that comes uh, you know freshness and funness about it and a bit of excitement as well at the same as at the same time you have to let something go.
0: Not all men report positive experiences with vasectomies. This is surgery, so there can be complications like swelling or infection. And also regrets. After all, men have more time in their lives than women to become parents, and things change. Men who once thought they were finished may want to have another kid. Vasectomies can sometimes be reversed, but doctors urge men to consider them permanent when they decide to do it.
1: Because I have talked to men who have done that, who have had the reversal once they've gone into another relationship because their next partner wanted to have a baby.
0: Where do you talk about this with other guys? When's it come up?
1: Um, all over the place. Like I go, I'm part of a dads group down here in Melbourne. We catch up every Friday, so that was an ongoing discussion for a long time between the group and lots of other people. As I was going towards the, the vasectomy and afterwards talking about it, because um, a lot of men either have had a vasectomy themselves in my age group or it's you know on the plate.
0: These trends are pretty intuitive. In the U.S., men most likely to get vasectomies are older and married. Men with wives with higher education levels are also more likely to do it. Clint Gregan's become an evangelist of sorts, and in a lot of ways, vasectomies could not have asked for a better spokesman. He talks tenderly about his wife and boys with his Australian alpha swagger totally intact. He has run into some insecurities about his masculinity, but not from the vasectomy. What did that was when he stopped working.
1: For about the last six, seven years, um, I've been the primary carer of the boys.
0: Clint's wife, Tanya, works more than full-time. She's a PhD in physical therapy and runs a clinic and does research and lectures at the local university. Clint used to work in housing as a caseworker for local welfare agencies. But after they had their first two kids, he started staying home.
1: Being a man who was moving out of the workforce to become a full-time carer in what was traditionally been a female role, uh, I did start to notice things around me that sort of suggested I was doing the wrong thing. The little sort of tongue-in-cheek jokes that people say, but that has, you know, that kernel of truth to it, or their kernel of truth to it.
0: It's why he started his Reservoir Dad blog, to push back on this a little bit.
1: We don't have to go into a role that's traditionally been for the other gender and all of a sudden change who we are, or I've always been into weights always enjoyed sport. But at the same time, that doesn't stand in opposition to me being able to cuddle a baby in the middle of the night, change nappies, care about my wife when she's sick or pregnant or going through labor. So all those things are just crap, basically.
0: So Clint writes in his blog about weightlifting with his buddies, bedroom conversations with his wife and driving his kids to school.
1: Archie's sitting between Mackie and Tyson in the middle row and in the backest of the back seats is Lewis, staring outside the car, smiling to himself in a way that I recognise. He's inherited the dreamer and drama tags from his old man. Right now he's locked in a scene that has friends and fun in it and it's affirming his place in the world and I feel happy for him at the same time that I know he's in for the regular dose of melancholy. that comes to those who have a tendency to drift inward.
0: When you're in charge of the kids, though, it does make it hard to fit in that vasectomy follow-up check. You have to bring a sample back to a clinic to make sure the vasectomy worked and your semen is sperm-free. Clint found himself procrastinating again.
1: I had the two younger boys home with me and I thought, I've just got to do it. I'm just going to do it now. I put on DVD for the kids. <laughs> I ran into the toilet and started trying to get my sample. And in comes, of course, the two boys as soon as you doing something where you'd rather be alone. At one stage, I had the vial in one hand, a foot on the door, trying to manipulate that sample from myself, and it was a real, real effort. But I managed to get done, and we jumped in the car, ran in with the two boys, and the woman brings me into the office. She pulls it out of the bag, holds it up in front of herself, jiggles it around, looks at it, says, "Um, have you abstained for four days? I said, oh... God, I don't know, because I had no idea I was meant to. I said, I might have. And then she says, "Uh, no worries, we'll send it off, and if it hasn't worked, you might have to just do it again.
0: But first, she needed his health insurance card.
1: And, of course, I'd had the card out for an appointment for the kids a week earlier and had just left it at home. So she said, we just can't take it. She says, do you want this back? And I said, no, you can have it.
0: (laughs) You keep it. (laughs) Yeah, you keep it. After all that, against the advice of doctors, and his wife too, Clint Gregan decided to trust that the two snips had done the job. He never went back to the clinic, and so far, no more kids. Clint Gregan blogs at ReservoirDad.com. His first book, also called Reservoir Dad, was released in Australia this month. And yes, the video of his vasectomy is on our website at DeathSexMoney.org. So is a picture of him with his wife and four growing boys. Death, Sex, and Money is a production of WNYC. The team includes Emily Team, James Ramsey, Jessica Miller, Henry Malofsky, Chris Bannon, Jason Isaac, Bill O'Neill, and Jim Briggs. The Reverend John Delore and Steve Lewis wrote our theme music. If you like the show, subscribe on iTunes or write us an iTunes review. It helps us get the word out. And remember, write us with your stories about love and money. Deathsexmoney at WNYC.org is the email. You can find us on Facebook too, and I'm on Twitter at Anna Sale. One story Clint Gregan is waiting to share with his boys just what he was up to in that YouTube video. He's just started talking to his oldest son about sex, and so far, it hasn't come up.
1: I think he's got a lot of other things about sex to get through his head for that. Um, How come your sex life is so much more carefree these days, Dad?
0: (laughs) I'm Anna Sale, and this is Death, Sex and Money from WNYC.